Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? And so I came out here and asked Franny, would you consider growing hemp with me? And we could have the experience together. And I said, hell no. <laughs> she but said I yes. I said yes. And Jeff said maybe. So I'm going to let them take the story from here. So without further ado, <laughs> and whose farm you're on right now, Franny's Pharmacy Marching in three weeks, it's Francis and Jeff Tacey. I'll say about two sentences and then turn it over to Jeff to tell that story. So I've known all of Blake's family, his sister, we coached their kids growing up, his wife I've been trail running with for 15 years and never met Blake because he was this PR guy out on a hip mission. And when we finally met, it was the two of us sitting in the office. He was like, you want to do it? So I want to do this. Let's go for it. And that night, Jeff comes out. I'm like, honey, we're going to grow him. <laughs> and? Much like most people two years ago, I was just flat out uneducated about the difference between marijuana and CBD. So my initial reaction was like, honey, we've been out here on this farm for four years, um, not without any adversity with the local community. We've worked really hard to build relations and trust with the farmers and other residents out here so immediately i was like you're crazy i'm not doing this because people are going to look at us like we're going pop you know so after a little bit more discussion we made a deal and the deal was was that if franny and blake along with the extension service and anybody from the <coughs> commission or whoever else the university system if they would do public notices in our community here and they'd set up an event that would take place at the Leicester Community Center or at the Leicester Library and they have an overwhelmingly positive response from the local community then I'm on board. So that's exactly what they did and lo and behold the farmers were really interested and from that point forward you know it's been just a complete and utter um, process of us trying to research and figure out if this is going to be a good thing for our local farmers here in North Carolina and I think we're generating especially this year second year in last year we grew industrial hemp this year we grew for CBD so we're putting together all the metrics with what our grow and experience is and um, we have a lot of information that we can pass along to these farmers and it's real information it's not all this hemp fever stuff that you see running around all over the east coast man we're the real deal we put the money into the grow we know what the grow costs we know what the grow outputs are and um you know we're now figuring out where the money is in this whole hemp loop that we're all talking about right here this weekend and you get the truth so i always said my mama said i'm honest to a fault you ask me, and I've had conversations, I see lots of faces out here. 
It doesn't take long to get the truth out of me, does it? Say, how much land do you have? What are you doing? And we're still learning, but we are innovative entrepreneurship at its peak. It's what the country was founded on. And we decided we've been in this community almost 20 years. So it was easy for us, and I say easy, very relative terms. You've met Nathan, who did processing with us earlier. You've met Jesse, who, and his whole crew at Jack Young's, as our indoor greenhouse that's providing clones. You met women in hemp. I mean, we're vertically integrated and also very wide. So directly the people that we are working with to make our industry and this industry and in our community grow is maybe 60 people we work with directly, but indirectly that filters down. So if I could say anything, you are here, um, and I always say that we're always at the right place at the right time, but we are here connecting together on our land, on a hemp farm, in the bowl of heaven, and where, where do you belong? Because everybody is here for the right reason. But what is it? And it's, it's hard to kind of filter through that when there's so many different areas to get involved with. Guess what? We need everybody in every area. There are 11 states in the entire United States that are growing this crop as farmers. If you are a farmer in a state that allows you to grow, put a seed in the ground, and I will say this is with firm conviction, if you have a farm, I've talked to a lot of farmers, they're like, we're putting up a greenhouse. Say, so, uh, what are you missing out in farming here? Put your seed in the ground. If you're a farmer and you have farmland, plant hemp seeds or clones. Put it in the ground. And uh, do it for the children. <laughs> you had to be here last night where I was like, just do it for the children. I think that's a good segue. So I want to take a little bit of a poll here real quick. Who's here that's going to be a farmer growing CBD hemp? Okay. Who's here has a permit to grow CBD? Okay, a smaller show of hands. Okay. So, there's a few different components to the CBD hemp business, and I'll break them down super fast. You got farmers, you got processors, and you got retailers. That's a very simplified version of the three different prongs of this industry. Okay? So, I think we can give you a little bit of information on each of them because we're involved in all three. We've now done our completed our second year grow. Last year we grew industrial um, fiber hemp. This year we grew CBD. And then just a couple weeks ago we opened a retail dispensary right here in downtown Asheville. So we which is also online. <laughs> we'll get to that. So. We felt obligated to understand every aspect of this industry as best we possibly could because somehow, for some reason, we've been given this opportunity and we're getting a lot of people calling us from all three of these facets and everything in between. And really, you know, it's all about helping people in the farmer for us. Figuring this out. We want people to be able to make educated decisions in what component of this they get into and what could it potentially mean to them. So 
I'm hoping that when we open this up for questions, that we get a questions across that entire spectrum. But I want to tell you what we did in the first level of this, which is this year we grew a half acre, and we grew approximately a thousand plants when we started. We had two different strains, and from the day that we brought our clones home, it has been a game on challenge. It is not a hands-off grow, and it is just like any other intensive commercial grow if you're going to do it at any kind of scale. You need to understand what the financial inputs are, what the sheer labor and manpower requirements are, and you need to know the risks that are involved in what you're getting ready to embark on. Because this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm just telling you right now. There's a lot of hemp fever out there, and you need to understand what all the particulars are with this. And that is my husband. He is an engineer, an amazing, smart man. I'm the person that's going to say, if you have a farm and you can get a permit, leap, then look. <laughs> leap, then look. Put the seed in the ground and you will figure it out because that's what farmers do. They're innovative. They're resourceful. But with that said, start small. Yeah. I'm going to tell you out of a half acre, we have got lots and lots and lots of product. We've got first cut flour that we can sell to you just as flour. And the remnants of that can be used in tinctures. And they can be further developed into isolates that are used in our different topicals. I mean, with a half an acre, you can do a ton of things. And what we're also doing, especially through women and women in help, if you haven't noticed, I'm a woman. I am super hardcore into women farming and women everything. I think we're awesome. And I love men too. But this one. Um, but get. <laughs> I love that. This man. This is the only one. Um, whatever. I lost my train of thought. What I'm trying to say is find people, women, and. Things that are small, find people that you can collaborate and work with. Because we're vertically integrated, we have different people that are starting small. And we're and because our product line is based on these two products that we've done in research and we still have continued research, that is where we will also begin to have farmers within our network that we trust and we help grow organically and biodynamic, whether you're certified that way or not, to help provide products in the product. I mean, there's so many cool things. Start with the end in mind and then back up to what you want to get. And Jeff is also like, oh, we, we do all this education and resources and all that stuff. And then I'm like, don't even, I got to the point where honestly we shut our farm down for a while. I shut down social media and everything. I'm like, nobody ever come and say, we need to pick your brain. You come with an idea. And you better be willing to do it, okay? There's all the lip service. You're here, like I said again, for the right reason, the right time. What's your plan? Go back. Yeah. I think Start at the end. She made a good point, which we even before we got started into this hemp industry, is that like people come out here and they see what we're doing. And I mean, we've done this in six years. And when we bought this land, there wasn't even a driveway to get on it. And... The only reason I bring that up is because, you know, start small. 
You know what I mean? We get phone calls for farmers that are like, I'm going to grow 30 acres of hemp, you know? And every time they do that, I just kind of am like, oh, you poor soul. I just feel so sorry for you because you obviously don't know much about growing CBD hemp, you know? So the only point that I'm trying to make, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, is just do the homework on it and get the metrics so that you know what your inputs are and what your potential outputs could be. And the other cautionary thing I would say is be very, very careful who you're partnering with. There is a lot of stuff going on in this industry, as there always is in every new industry. People are making promises for purchase contracts, for this, that, and the other. And I'm just here to tell you, if any one of you wants to know the real numbers on stuff, what it's going to be worth, come find me at some point. My cards are out on our table over here. I'll give you the real story. Because all this smoke and mirrors that's out there that's telling you we're going to buy your flour for $2,000 a pound is exactly that. It's smoke and mirrors. So... That's all I'm going to say about that. That background check. from the farmers. Yeah. <laughs> all, applause from the people that are farming that know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, guys, this is no joke. Your investment in this is going to be big. Not just your financial, but your personal and human and emotional investment in this is going to be big. You need to be doing background checks on people you're thinking about doing business with. You need to be calling their business partners and their business affiliates. And you need to be looking these people up. Because we've seen it firsthand on multiple occasions. So know who you're partnering with so that you have at least a chance of not getting completely bamboozled and ripped off. And then plant a seed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> then leap. Then look. Because it'll be the most amazing experience that might bring you to tears when you harvest and you feel like you just gave birth and had another child. That's the most important thing you've ever done. And you'll learn a lot about yourself. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Um, we should open for questions now. Can we finish, like, just oh, yeah. go through the other two phases really, oh, yeah, really fast? <laughs> so let, we kind of covered a little bit about the farming side of it, you know. If you're, if you're going to do the farming thing right, man, I mean, you have to prep your land like you're doing <laughs> any other high-maintenance commercial grow. You're going to plow. You're going to disc. You're going to till. We decided to do the raised plastic rows. The advantage to the raised plastic rows is that it's easier to weed around them. If you don't, you got guys or gals out there for days and days and days on end weed eating very carefully. It's a long story. All I'm saying is have your plan in place and know what it costs. So if we move on to the processing facet of this, you know, there's processors. The majority of the processors this year are all out west. The program's so new to the East Coast that there's not really a lot of large-scale processors set up here. So, I mean, they're coming. But there are. We've met three yeah. people that are processing right here in the state. So keep your business local and stay in touch so that you can do this locally now. Because it just happened. It just flipped. Yeah. We couldn't do this last year. I mean, just flipped right in time for harvest. Yep. Last few weeks. But you're going to learn about... You need to learn about what your product is worth. You know, I mean, I don't even know if everybody sitting here knows this. I'll do it super fast. Your plant in a really, really rudimentary breakdown. You've got your top cut flower. That's the top part. That's your most valuable part of the plant. That's the part of the plant that's going to get trimmed and sold retail. That's your highest value part of the plant. 
When you go down from there, you're getting into your biomass. Biomass is what's used to extract the oil, okay? The biomass obviously is going to have less value. I've seen values of biomass at $2 per CBD per pound. You can break that down. I'm going to tell you right now, that means that's about a $20 per pound plant. Uh, you just grew that plant for four months. Let me tell you something. You lost money, okay? I've seen it at $4 per pound per CBD per pound per plant. Now you're getting upwards of about $50 per pound. I'm going to tell you right now, you're probably still losing money on that growth. The flower is a different story. You know, the flower is a little bit more valuable. We're, what we're battling right now in this industry is that out west is setting the tone for what we have here in the east, and they have not valued hemp flower as it should be. Okay? There's also a lot of legalities depending on the state, and yeah. we shouldn't get too far into yeah, that. I mean, this is changing that. every single second and every day. That's why if you're getting involved, go ahead and go to Vote Hemp so you know what's going on in every state across the U.S. every day. That is the most reliable, non-biased information, and then you can vote for every hemp program across the state with like, click, click. Yes. I just wanted to know how much we per pound per for the flower is It's very it's variable. It it depends. There is no going rate right now. Okay, it's based on it is anywhere from sixty five dollars a pound to twenty five hundred dollars a pound. It depends. Yes. So I wanna add to that because that's a good question. And she's absolutely right, is that right now, there's not really a very specific answer to that because there's a huge range. And it's going to come down to how you value it, okay? Because I'm getting, we're getting inquiries from people all over wanting to buy our homegrown flower right here in Western North Carolina. And it depends on your test results. And right now, the outdoor grow is happening, so the market is being flooded. Are you a person that can sit on your cash and wait and sell it in an off-season? Who are you selling to? I mean, that is like an entire rabbit hole. Yeah. And that's why I say start at the end. What do you want? Are you the product person? Are you the grower person that's just going to grow and try to find how, do I, how can I do a small grow and sell it for the highest dollar value? You know, it's kind of like anything else if you want to get into construction or if you want to get into nursing this is like getting into nursing what type of nurse you can be cardiology you need to see something completely different from family care and i say that because we're in the health and wellness business if you're growing for cbd too it's nursing there we go great analogy because <laughs> i do that go ahead well, I mean, all I'm, all I'm saying is is that you know we're here for the farmer we're here for the industry so i am super active in fielding inquiries for people that want to buy biomass and people that want to buy flour. And to date, I've been somewhat unwavering about where we're going to price what our outputs are. And I can tell you that already in the market, I'm pleased with seeing that we're starting to demand a higher value for our labor and our product than what they're undervaluing it at out west. Now, it's not anywhere near where I truly think it should be, and some of my girl buddies are here this weekend, and they're a little disheartened about, and I'm like, just give it a little bit of time, I said, because we are feeling out the market to see what's going on out there. So this segues good into 
the final phase of this, which is a retail phase. So is there anybody here that owns a dispensary, is getting ready to open a dispensary? One hand, one hand. Somebody okay. that's, is anybody into product development where you have a product you want to get in dispensaries or retail? So we got okay, a that's, that's where we really see is people that have artisans. They need, you need the products so that you can turn it into another product. For the women that just raised their hand, you better be signed up with women in health. But, carry on. So, <laughs> the retail side of this is looking optimistic for sure. And, you know, it's happening so fast though that dispensaries, not only dispensaries, but you've got convenience stores and you've got your pharmacies with a P, you've got your head shops, everybody's carrying lines of CBD, okay? We own a hemp dispensary, so we are looking at what's on the market, what are we competing with, how does our labeled product line compare to what's out there on the market? And I'm going to tell you that it's all over the board. It's across the board. There's a lot of product that's hitting the market. There's stuff coming in from China. There's stuff coming in from other countries. And it's very confusing for the consumer. And the, the, for me, the, the very like kind of, um, challenging side of this is, is that the consumer for the most part lacks a good thorough education. So they're getting sold on inferior products. So, you know, I can tell you from my experience in our hemp dispensary is that anybody that's on a CBD supplement, I'm like, bring it to me. I want to see it because there's no way for me to go out and research all the products that are on the market. I'm like, bring me the bottle, bring me the package. I want to see what's in this thing, you know? And there's a few little sort of general parameters that are my go-to, which is ingredients. That's the first thing I'm looking for, what you're bringing me. What's in this thing that you're, you bought and you're taking? I want to know what's in it because I'm going to tell you right now, CBD extraction does not need a bunch of chemicals in it to make it viable. So if you're looking at labels that have a lot of ingredients in it, there's a good chance that one, they don't know what they're doing, or two, they're just cutting it to try to stretch it as far as they can stretch it. And there's been lots of studies and research and stuff that's taken place right here in the United States of products that are being sold as CBD tinctures or any kind of CBD concentration that have zero CBD in them. You have to educate your consumers. The, uh, one or two other things I'm going to hit on really quick is that, you know, it's very confusing. You've got volume that's being measured in milliliters, and then you've got concentration that's being measured in milligrams. And I can tell you that 99.9% .9 of the average people cannot wrap their head around the difference. And so you get out there, you're buying a product, you get in front of a tender or somebody that's reselling something and they're showing you a product and it's 250 milligrams of CBD, you know? I mean, you don't even know what that means. Most people don't even know what that means, okay? So what all I'm saying is, is that, you know, number one, if you really want to get educated on this, come into Franny's Pharmacy right down on Merriman Ave. 
Jake Butler that's sitting right here is my store manager. He's super knowledgeable at this. My other staff that's in there is super knowledgeable. We will give you a free education about how you understand CBD, the volumes and how they're related to the potency and the different delivery methods. Because every single one of those come into the whole picture of how you're getting CBD into your body. And very few people have any level of understanding of that. Which is so important for those people that are working in product development to understand. It's also so important why those women in hemp, the people that I partnered with to bring a product to market, also know all the testing and intricacies of how to dose and so forth. So can we open the questions now? Yep. The last thing I would say, actually, the last thing I want to say <laughs> on the retail side is that, you know, Farmers and processors, most of them aren't getting into the resale side of this business. So what I'm trying to do with our processor that we're working with is I'm trying to help him understand where in the retail market is the demand so that as he's processing stuff, he's putting it in the bottle size with the right milliliter volume with the right milligrams of CBD concentration because I know what people walking in the door are looking for. I don't want him making the products that are going to sit on his shelf and not sell as white labels. I want him to make the super highest quality product that he can possibly make in the volume and concentration that I know I can move for him because it's a win-win for the consumer because they're getting a super high quality product at a really good price and he's getting good information so that he's producing stuff that we can move on the retail side. And the last thing that I would say is, is that we're in a beautiful industry because right now there is way more demand than there is supply. So if you feel good about it, grow it, process it, and sell it. Now I'm ready for questions. <laughs>